to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I've had fun preparing for tonight, getting some surprises and things all lined up and together for you. It's going to be a really great night. Um, I am hoping that I got that right. Okay. Yeah, I kind of got surprised. I was sitting there and I was getting everything ready for the show. And then I realized I had nothing ready that I thought I had ready. And don't worry, it makes perfect sense inside my head. (laughs) Okay, so that goes there. That goes there. Give me two seconds, guys. And that goes where? We'll figure it out later. Okay. So let's go ahead and get things rolling for the evening. First of all, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. And we have some things, some announcements I want to remind you. And these are slow, we're slow getting these put together because we have to coordinate people. But we do have some amazing workshops coming up, standalone workshops that will run during the week. So I'm really, really excited about that. We have a series of about 12 of them. They're going to be starting soon. So watch my page for that information. We have some that you guys are going to be doing individually on your own with some help from me. We've got some interviews coming up. So I'm real excited about all that. Um, If you're interested in putting together one of those workshops with us, you can get a hold of me. Probably uh, contacting me on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to put together and we can get that started. They can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. And uh, you can pre-record those on your computer. Send me the MP3 file if you want. You can do them live, or we can do a combination of both, wherever you need. If you're not sure what you want to do a workshop on, but you're you're interested in it, you know, give me get shoot me a message, and uh, I'd love to be able to help you put something together. It's my belief that we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn from each other. You know, the way we inspire each other as a community is just absolutely astounding to me. You guys just take my breath away all the time. The way I watch things like a river, you know, this happens and that happens, the cause effect chain of events, the the inspiration roller coaster I see every week when you guys interact with each other. It's just magic here, I'm telling you. Anyway, okay, that's it. Let me know what you like to put together. We will do that for you. The next thing and I really want to want to reiterate a million times and again how sincerely these words are meant. And that is when I thank our 2021 sponsors who helped out with a portion of our broadcasting license for our 2021 season. And, you know, many of you have talked about how, you know, this was really, especially with a lot of the stuff going on, you know, not so much socializing outwardly and and all the craziness in the world that, you know, you, you really appreciate having this place to come and spend time, actually be with like-minded people, to be able to plug in, get yourself charged up. You know, and those messages have just meant the world to me, so thank you for that. So, you know, those of you who stepped up and helped 
me take care of the portion of that. I just want you to know how much both myself and, you know, for the whole community, how much we appreciate that. And we're going into our 15th year on the air. And, uh, you know, just you guys have just so much to be proud of. That's all I can say. You just have so much to be proud of. Anyway, so those sponsors are, are you ready? I think I'd have, like, you know, this is, we've been on the air for, what, 15, going in 15 years now, it's our 15th year. You think I'd have, like, a drum roll sound effect uploaded to the studio or something, right? No, I just, ready here, this is my official drum roll. Ready, we are, our 2021 sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, uh, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paul Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. Donations were also made in the memory of... Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Eric Smith II, and King's Cadence. All right, and just as a reminder, we are at the end of our 2021 broadcasting year. And this week, and I have to start it this week. Um, I, I, this was just a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't got it all finished yet, but we are going to be starting our fundraiser for our 2022 broadcasting year. So if you would like to help out and sponsor uh, the 2022 broadcasting license with Speakeasy Cafe, help us keep us on the air, uh, the air this next year, uh, because honestly, you know, guys, been doing this, did this for a long time, you know, and, and uh, I, I don't know if I could still be doing this like I do um, the three-hour broadcasting license if it were not for you guys. I mean, I know I couldn't. So just know how much, you know, those of you who do help out with this sponsorship, how much it really means to all of us as a community. All right. So anyway, if you're interested in helping with our 2022 sponsorship, then you can message me on Facebook if you want. And remember, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And uh, I'll let you know what that entails. I'm going to be putting up a uh, FundMe page or whatever. It's not a FundMe page, a fundraiser, I'm sorry, a fundraiser for the show um, here in uh, this week. Is that put up? And so, yeah, we'll get that up and rolling. All right. Now, what is next? No, really, what's next, you guys? I was asking you. I really wasn't asking you. I know what's next. <laughs> I want to go through our Inspiration at the Inkwell segment, our mini workshop that we do at the beginning of every show. So, poets, make sure you get out your pens, your papers, journals, notebooks, because it is time for Inspiration from the Inkwell. <laughs> Let's start with your poetry prompts. Now, keep in mind these prompts will be used in all three writing tasks that I give you this week. And if you miss any of these as I go through them, don't panic. I will read them again. <laughs> and you can come back at the end of the show after we have uh, gone off the air and listen to the podcast in our archives. And you can get all of the uh, all of the prompts and, and stuff that I'm going to give out right now then. You know, I'm, I'm kind of keep in mind, too, 
you know, you have years and years and years worth of shows in our archives. You know, there's an absolute incredible resource to you as a writer because you can go, go back a year, go back two years, go back, you know, however long, and at the beginning of the show, you know, and they've changed over the years, so they're not, always, they're not exactly what we're doing right now. There's been lots of different things that we've done. Um, but you can get yourself some writing prompts and go off and running. I mean, think how many years that is of prompts and things. For, I mean, just pull up the, the archives, click on one, and listen to the first 15 minutes, and boom, you'll be off and running, right? So anyway, that's that. Get your pens ready. I am going to go through your poetry prompts. Now remember, your prompts are like seeds planted. The end product is meant to grow into a poem, okay? But remember as well, all all 12 of these are going to be used in all three of your writing projects for the week. So we're going to be going through those and letting you know how they work together. And it's easier to tie things together like this, I think. But I've talked to you about that before. We won't go into that now. <laughs> With that said, remember, again, your prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, whatever you do with them is up to you. So, again, number your papers 1 through 12. I'm going to run through your um, run through your prompts with you. Number one, the moon draws its blade. The moon draws its blade. Number two, spun from our common dreams. Spun from our common dreams. Number three, I come to steal the darkness. I come to still the darkness. Four, and you shall hear me. And you shall hear me. Number five, they were waiting here. They were waiting here. Six, by wild thyme and lavender. By wild thyme and lavender. Seven, faces inside shadows. Faces inside shadows. Eight. Breaking the old tables of law. Breaking the old tables of law. Number nine. When the wind turns on you. When the wind turns on you. Number ten. In the dead light of stars. In the dead light of stars. Number 11, I'll listen to the chestnut tree. I'll listen to the chestnut tree. Number 12, the word that ends history. The word that ends history. And I will tell you a secret about these prompts next week. You might have to remind me. Okay, so anyway, those are your 12 prompts. Remember, they are going to be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem, if you want to be a bit esoteric. You can use uh, write one poem to each of the prompts. You can mix and match them and use 8 and 11 and then run up and grab 7 and use those all in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and use all the lines in one poem. Okay. All right. 
Now, let's get to your writing exercise. Now, your, your writing exercise, remember, an exercise is meant to push you, to make you grow as a poet, push you out of your comfort zone, make you think, things, think of things in a way you may never have thought of them before, write in a way you may never have written before, just something that isn't comfortable for you. It's meant to push you outside of that. So before we sit down and write any poems to those 12 prompts that I just gave you, before you do that, you're going to do your writing exercise, which is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Now, this exercise is to really kind of bring into focus that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you actually write to it. Because if you follow your knee-jerk reaction, your muscle memory reaction, chase off the first thing that something that inspires you flashes to mind, you're going to be writing the same poem as 70% of the other people. You don't want to be that, do you? You don't even want to be part of that other 30% that you want to be, yeah, I know where, I know, I know. But how do you develop that voice? How do you develop the kind of voice that people are still reading 300 years after you wrote it? You know, think about how many people write. Why is it that we only remember some? What is different about them? It's because they wrote things in a way that nobody else ever wrote them. So you need to find that voice inside of you. You need to find that find that raw, dangerous, vulnerable inside and write from there. And this is how you do that. How do you push yourself to that point? So what I want you to do is for this exercise, you'll be opening a clean page in your journal. And at the top of the first page, I want you to write the first prompt. And in this case, we have the moon draws its blade. All right, so you'll write that at the top of the page. Then, instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write down at least six different poems you could write to it. So I could write a poem where the moon is actually a metaphor for this, and I could write a poem giving it a, you know, uh, talking about it in a a, uh, metaphysical way, or over here we're going to twist it into a way to stand for something political. Just really, really look inside of you and pull those prompts apart and turn them over and grind your teeth on them a little. And think about all the things they could be before you decide on what it is. Okay. So, write the prompt at the top of the page and then write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Then go to number two, number three, all the way down to number 12 until you have written, again, at least six different poems you could write to each prompt. Now, here is my guarantee. First of all, I want you guys to think about why it's important to do this. 
everything that we do, exercising, it builds muscles. It trains us to do things. You know, nobody just goes out and exercises because there's no benefit from it. There's got to be something in it. You know, it's, it's meant to make you stronger. So by doing these prompts that I give you each week like this, what you're doing is you're training your brain to think that way. So the more times you do this, the more time in the future, all of a sudden, your brain is going to say, oh, yes, this is what I do when I think of a prompt. I start training it over and over and over. And you have now taught your brain to do that without thinking, to look for that deeper thing inside each prompt, to go past the snow bin and the pumpkins and the shamrocks and the typical things that we all write about when we think of things. I'm thinking about the months, you guys just in case you really don't think about those things. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's what it's going to do. All right, so you're going to use those 12 prompts. You're going to write at least six different ideas, and that's where I was at. Here's my guarantee to you guys. There is no way that you are going to be able to get through this list writing six different poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts without some idea taking a hold of you and running away. And you guys can go back and listen. I've been saying this forever that if any of you can honestly, and you've got to tell me honestly, because I'll know if you're lying. Don't just do it, because I'll know. I'll know by the way you write. You can't fool me. I know you guys so much better than you think I do. I hear everything. <laughs> so anyway, there's no way you can go down this list and do this exercise without something amazing, much more amazing than you would have found otherwise, grabbing a hold of you, and you'll be writing something You'll be off in writing. It, it is absolutely impossible the way our brains work and the way that we're wired for that to happen. So if you do this, you are going to find something incredible and amazing and unexpected in here. So it's important. Do, these, do this exercise. You're going to have so much fun with it anyway. Okay, next. Listen to me. I sound like I'm trying to talk you guys into doing something fun. <laughs> Go have fun, guys. It's okay. You know, you don't have to have incense lit all the time and your little beanies on and the window open and, you know, the cure playing in the background. Oh, I'm kind of dating myself, aren't I? Anyway, anyway, so, all right. So those are your first two things I'm going to have you do. I've given you your prompts and you've got your writing exercise. You pick a part of prompt writing exercise. Now, the next thing we're going to do is this is your extra credit. And this is because it's important to also let your brain do what it wants to do. So, we call ourselves poets, but we are so much more than that. We are creative beings who choose to hold a pen in our hand as our means of expressing ourselves. But we are not just a poet. So this is to help train you to remember the, the importance of free thought, the importance of free writing, the importance of exploring, the importance of doing other things in order to feed the things that we do better. All right? Every time you sit down, you do not have to write a poem. So this week, you're going to take those 12 prompts that I gave you, and instead of writing a poem with them, you're going to use them to write a story. Now remember, this is your journal assignment. Journal assignment stuff nobody ever sees but you. So it doesn't matter if it's crap. It's okay. Trust me, 99% of my journals are crap. It's fun to look at, but nothing I'd ever show anybody, right? So... Just have fun with these. Play with them. Explore. So, okay, now, there I am. 
take these 12 prompts that I gave you. We're back on track. I'm so glad you guys keep me in line. Okay, we're back on track. So anyway, you take these 12 prompts and you use them in the body of the story. Now, the twist on this uh, exercise writing assignment is that I am going to give you the beginning and the ending line. So this is your beginning to end storylines. One of these two lines must be the first line of your story. And the other one must be the last line of your story. And you decide which is which, which order you put them in. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But one of them has to be the beginning line. And one of them has to be the ending line. All right. So your two beginning and end storylines for the week are... That is not what they are. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. That is not what they are. Okay, there it is. I had the ones from last week up. That wouldn't have worked. So your first line. How do I breathe air in innocence again? How do I breathe air in innocence again? And number two. They were wrong about the way it happens. They were wrong about the way it happens. So choose one of those to be the first line of your story. Then weave all 12 of your writing prompts into your story somewhere. And choose the other line as your ending line to end your story. And I may do... uh, I I would really love to do a show just a fun impromptu show where we're talking about, you know, the free writing and doing some of this stuff. And if you got any of you guys do this and you want to share your story, let me know because I'd like to bring you on a show and have you read it. So let me know if you, you know, if you want to be one of those people. All right. So there you go. That's it. All three tasks for the week, the 12 prompts in which you will use those and you're off and running. But remember, before we go uh, away from this segment, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you guys have to get sick of me telling you this. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. In order to have input, you have to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. Next, strive to learn one new poetry prompt, or excuse me, one new poetry form a month. There are so many out there, and you know some of us enjoy writing to form in forms and, you know, constraints, and some of us don't at all. It doesn't matter. These, this is a really good thing for you to do as a writer to help it because it pushes you. It's uncomfortable for a lot of us, and we want to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants – who really wants to lay around in the lap of luxury? Poets don't. We need that discomfort. So do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I say that. I say that. It really is. It's awesome learning the forms. But I say that because I know that a lot of you are grumbling right now because I was a grumbler. Poetry forms. I want to be free. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, do those. And then remember, every single day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. So when you get up in the morning and you leave for your day and you start your day and you're dedicating all your time to whatever task it is at hand, I want you to stop for 17 syllables worth of time during your day 
and write a haiku. Something that catches your attention, something you think of, a little poetic hiccup. And something You smell something that makes you think, and you think of a line. Write it down. I don't care if the line's only 15 syllables and you need to go back and add a couple more later to turn it into your haiku. I am a big fan of editing. Every single day, while you're out there giving everything you have to everything else, give yourself 17 syllables. In doing this, you're creating a writer's discipline that is going to keep that part of your brain that thought process very active and growing and you'll love where that takes you so every single day go out and find something worth 17 syllables and write it down so that's it there's you have it we've got um this is the first show of the month and i'm trying i'm being long windy i'm sorry i've got like four or five more minutes to finish this part of the segment okay um it's the beginning of the month and the beginning of every month, as per my agreement with you guys the last couple of years, I will read a poem. Sometimes I slack away from it and don't do that and forget. But I remembered, and I remembered, so I remembered. And so I'm going to read a poem because I never read on the show. It's not about me. It's about you guys. I just, you know, but I was just told I had to, so I'm doing it. All right. So this is one I'm actually working on right now. And a little bit of a backstory because maybe you can help me think of a title. Email me a title you think for it or something. But this is going in the book that I'm writing right now called Devouring Stars. And this is about, have you ever been somewhere where instantly your toes sunk in and you, you knew you were made from that earth? You know, this this is about a canyon. Actually, a place called Nine Mile Canyon in Utah that I wrote this about. And I'm going to be going there and working on a different book, but I'm going to be going there and spending some time and working on that in that canyon because it is one of those places that maybe I will share with you sometime a story um, that I actually wrote a story about it, why that place is so important to me and what it was. But this is going in that, and it's about that canyon. It's going to be in the section about the canyon. And it's very. the book is really about... It's going to be it, the the book is a, a collection of poems that are very much about the feral female side, the part of us that did used to dig our existence out of the dirt with our fingernails. Okay, so anyway, I was sitting there and I was looking at a picture of the canyon. I was thinking about it and I wrote this, and it's still working. It's not done yet, but I'm going to read it to you anyway because it's you know it's what I had up. So it is no title. She can hear it scream, feel it pulling, that unnamed hollow thundering inside her. It's carved there as deeply as the ancient canyon walls of its birth. The haunting unabated keeps her tethered there still, her savage self that refused to leave. She is there pouring primeval across red cliffs, calling out by name the dancing shadows. She is there, painted hands clutching broken remnants of coyote echoes and murmurs of language lost in the smoke of smoldering sage. She is there, walking the path of elder footprints only she and the unsated winds remember. 
she is there still. And that's about a part of myself that refused to leave that place because it's so amazing. Anyway, so that's what I'm working on. There you have it. I did it. Yay. Okay. Got that over with. That was rough. (laughs) All right. Next, we are going to play a audio track. I always start and end every episode with a spoken word piece by one of you, the poets. If you have a recording you would like to send in to me, you can do that by emailing it to the word that is in the email address, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, audio recording, something like that in the subject line for me. We can get that uploaded to the show and play it for the world. The piece that I'm going to play tonight is by uh, Kaylee O'Keefe, and it's called I Finally Changed the Light Bulb in My Bedroom Today. Here you go. I finally changed the light bulbs in my bedroom today. (laughs) The main light fixture is a ceiling fan. The left edge of each blade shadowed in a scab of dust Thick enough to make your dryer lint blush. (laughs) Clinging to one side only like how moss will only grow on the north side of trees. Unless you're south of the equator, then it's the opposite side because it's all about perspective, right? And that dust has been eyeing me for weeks and I let one sputtering, struggling, flickering just like me. And I wonder why I've let myself sit in the dark for so long. Maybe because on the sunny days I don't notice so much, but when it's already cloudy it becomes difficult to see, and maybe that's why I can stare endlessly at the dim light from my computer screen trying to absorb anything. And I wonder why I've let the dust sit on the left edge of each fan blade for so fucking long, because I clean when I'm anxious, right? The other day I was in the shower and I noticed the blossoming of that pink mold in the grout, you know, that pink mold that you only see in showers, so I grabbed a toothbrush and some bleach and I scrubbed till the water turned cold, so I turned it off and stood naked and dripping until each tile was clean. So it's not that I'm lazy. I understand accumulation, how pink mold will eventually grow black and thick, how ants turn into mice, how a collection of objects can push themselves out of a closet and into a bedroom, can push the bed right out the room, can push your family away from you, but, but the fan, but the fan is above my bed, right? And I'm afraid that if I try and clean it, all the dust will land on my bed and then I'll have to pluck each gray fuzz from the sheets one by one or maybe set the bed on fire. Because they say dust is made partially from dead skin cells. And I've been alone so long now, these cells must all be mine. So this mess must be mine. So the fault must be mine. But at least I changed the light bulbs, right? At least I didn't just sit in the dark today and let the dust accumulate on one side of me heavy. At least the bulbs fit. At least I did one thing, right? I absolutely love that piece by her. That was Kaylee O'Keefe. You can find her on YouTube. She has a lot of amazing things up there. You can find her on Facebook, uh, all over. Just uh, a great, great talent. Really enjoy that piece. I relate to it very well, trust me. (laughs) 
Oh, such a thought process. Okay, so now it is time to get to you, our poets. If you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And if you are on hold right now, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 903 is our first caller tonight. So... Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you remember to uh, introduce yourself. It's really important that, number one, people know who's reading, so I don't keep getting pinged saying, who is this, who is this, and I miss half of your poem, and then I have to think of something wonderful to say, but I can't because, and then I I just, what do I do? Don't do that to me, okay? (laughs) Make sure you say who you are because when you're reading, trust me, people want to know. And so the chat room just goes ping, ping, ping. My phone goes ping, ping, ping. People want to know, who is this, who is this? So please introduce yourself because inquiring minds want to know. The next thing is you always want to have your name attached to your work. Never send your you are literally verbally publishing your I mean we got 15 years worth of shows. You are literally verbally publishing your piece right now on this radio show. So make sure your name is attached to it. So yeah, hi, this is me. I'll say hi you. Next you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy tonight and that changes, I will let you know if that happens on your turn. I am so terribly sorry. But right now you're good at reading two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting behind you. And when you are done reading, please be sure to give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to find you, um, know how to do some you know, if, if they love your poem, they want to read more of your work, you know. You, and, and So, yeah, tell them, make that easy for them. Make it easy. People don't like to work that hard for things anymore, it seems. So don't make them, you know, work that hard to find you. Give them your URL or tell them where you are, how to find you. Okay. The last thing is, before we get to the callers, is remember that we have a mature rating. That means, seriously, guys, you you have no idea what's going to be on the other end of the line when I answer a call, all right? So you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore porn poems. You know, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. You guys, you know, you know where that line is, so please don't cross it because we have mature rating but not an adult rating. Other than that, anything you want to read, you are good to go. So I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are. We have area code 903, followed by 219, followed by seven, or 573. Excuse me, 573. All right, so let's go ahead. And I do want to let area code – oh, no, everybody – look at you guys all, with your, all waiting. Oh, I love you. Okay, let's go ahead and grab 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? Hi, Eric. I am so glad you're here. And the very first caller of the night. How did that happen? Well, it's uh, 28 degrees or 25 degrees here in Texas, and I had to How be off. How are you feeling? So I'm feeling a lot better. My, my, I got uh, a steroid pack last time I talked to you. I'm done with my okay. steroid pack. It was six days, and I'm on my amoxicillin still, but I'm a lot better than I was. I'm getting a you lot better, too. really good. I was scared. I was going to have to come hunt you down and bring you that soup. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. But, yeah, I'm doing a lot better. 
getting over uh, my bacterial infection. So, so what do you have for us tonight, hon? Well, uh, I was going to read a few of my newest, which I'm not done yet, but uh, give you a little sneak peek. So uh, this was called Winter. I'm doing my uh, I'm doing new or different forms like I've been doing for each stanza, but I added some new ones too. So, but uh, so this one is the one that I did. It's actually not even finished all the way, but I give you the idea of what it is. So, all right. So here's the first one. It's Haiku. Uh, biting, blustering, chilly, frilly, shrilly, thrill, bone chilly. Brisk breeze, arctic blast, black ice, icy dicey, pricey draft, frosty, harsh, nippy, blizzards, cold snaps, freezing rain, nor'easter, polar vortex, snowy sub zero, sweaters, scarves, wearing weather, bundling blankets, quilts, duvets, heaters, wood stoves, furnace. Fireplace, gas, propane, boots, coveralls, fleece, long johns, jumpsuits, wool socks, tights, thermal underwear, flannels, turtlenecks, ski pants, wholehearted, wholesome, wonderfulness, ice, icy, ice scrapers, icicles, night, numb, nippy, terrible, temperatures, stalling, thermometers, Extreme evergreens, eggnog, raw radiator, resistant. Now this is the one, this is called a nonet. And uh, basically you have nine syllables all the way down to one per line. So I'm still missing two, but I'll go ahead and, so the first one is uh, unbelievably long and severe, white, violet, and black austere, stormy and bitterly cold. I don't have the six or the one. Relentless, relentless northern, brilliant, busy, gusty, dark, and longest. And uh, I have most of my ABC poem. If you want me to add that to it, I still got like I think twelve more stanzas to do too. So we got time for the that ABC or. 12 more good? stanzas to write or 12 more to read? To write. How many left do you have to read? Oh, I just got one more stanza left to read. It's not complete oh. yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Arctic, avalanche, alpine, anorak, bereft, blizzard, blanket, brisk, breath, coats, chili, caps, coughs, cold, comforters, chili, blanks, Duvet, dire, December, duration, drafty, eggnog, evergreen, trees, extreme, frigid, freezing, frozen, fuel, fleece, glaciers, gusty, gifts, garlands, gales, gingerbread houses, men and women, excuse me, hockey, hoodie, hat, hyperthermia, hell, hellstones, Hanukkah, intense, injury, icicles, ice storm, iceberg, ice dam, January jackets jingling, knee-deep, Kwanzaa, Long Johns, Logs, Lug, Muffler, Moisture, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Nor'easter, North Pole, Overshoes, Overcast, Outages, Pine Cones, Power, Pine Trees, 
Ponacetas, Quilts, Quiver, Reindeer, Resistant, Rainy, Raw, Sleety, Sleety, Snowing, Storming, Slushing, Sugar Plums, Terrible, Turtleneck, Toboggan, Temperatures, Toasty, Unexpected, Visibility, Winter Solstice, Winter, Wintry, Winter Time, Wet, White, White Out, Wind Chill, Woolens, Windy, Zero, Degrees, Sippy. That's the end piece. Like I said, I'm still working on it. That takes so much. I mean, to be able to find words that fit. Yeah. Well, I actually cheat, but yeah. And follow the format you're creating with it is just... Right. There's actual websites that have adjectives that, that describe each season and holiday and that's definitely helped also certain people have created seasonal and even holiday alphabet words too and their vocabulary words for kids so that usually helps i found those online so they definitely help i don't use them exactly how they have them but i do you know they are listed and i have them then i figure out i want my flow and then Everything well, you can tell because you have a very distinct picture you're painting with each section. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, that's, my that's darling. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the platform. Thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. And uh, hopefully you have a great night and a great weekend. Don't freeze to death. <laughs> no, it's starting to I'll warm up to and the flowers are starting to grow, and I'm very depressed about that. Uh oh. I don't I don't want winter to stop. <laughs> uh oh. Spring's right around the corner. Uh, uh, but good for you because <laughs> I don't want you out in the bad weather and getting sick again. Right. All right Eric. Yeah, me great either. job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in so much. You're absolutely welcome. Thanks so much. Love you, Nyla. You can find me on too. Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. And uh that's really where I am right now so awesome i'll uh, talk to you next week i will talk uh, to you next week have a great one you too thanks bye all right our next caller comes from area code 219 219 you are on the air hey now how you doing this is brother oh calling from me chicago hello brother oh how are you doing sweetheart i'm good how you doing I'm doing great. I am doing really great. I'm a, I'm in a really yeah. It's just a great night. Yep. Yeah. So what do you have for us tonight? It's a poem I uh, wrote recently called "But Always Gradually Adjusting to Being Back in the Single Market." Nearly <clears throat> three weeks ago, my queen. Shalom Renee Christmas made a transition to heaven. Her loss is very painful for me to cope with at times because it was a sudden death I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye to her in person. My dear single sisters, right now I'm managing to a to I'm managing to adjust back to being a single bachelor once again and focusing on my upcoming heart transplant. My top priorities are physically and psychologically. 
I need several months to heal from my wounds. In other words, I'm on a journey healing right now. But here's the awesome news that you would love to hear. Your truly is officially back on the single market. I'm actively searching for women who are only interested in companionship and friendship right now. Must get a very clear understanding that it will be at least a year before I get involved in another relationship because I invested 18 months of my life in cultivating my relationship with Shimon as a result of her death. I'm starting from scratch and picking up the pieces of my shattered heart. The rubbish day for me personally, February 14th, Valentine's Day, March 9th, my birthday, May 30th, which would have been the second anniversary of our first date. Every major holiday, and especially September 21st, which was a birthday. These days are going to affect me the most in dealing with my feelings of sadness and grief. I did single sisters. To be honest with you, I'm not ready to start dating anybody right now. But Shimon's death is still less in my memory. I'm taking the necessary time for me to readjust to being single again. Currently, the process of grief, receiving grief counseling and... Uh, doing some art therapy right now. Once I fully recover from my heart transplant and get the official clearance to drive again, I'm shifting all of my energy and focus and improving the quality of my life like working being more self-sufficient, focusing on getting back live poetry session events and standing my spoken word ministry and uh, completing some things that I put off for years putting in a con- concentrated effort to reconnect with my true friends, close relatives, and expanding my social activities to meet new people. My dear single says eventually I'll be going out on dates again within a matter of months to a year. Now, I'm doing what I did last time before I met Shimon, going back to the basis of dating in the 21st century. Our primary focus and our objectives are building up and establishing a new and strong related friendship that has the potential of going to a flourishing relationship according to God's timing. But there are several of you out there that I've been observing close hand or inboxing personally while I'm in the hospital who meet or see all of my qualifications and standards that are under careful consideration to be my future queen. But if you want to, you want me to be your king, you have to bring those same things, all the qualifications and standards that I'm looking for to the table besides your bodies, ladies. I'm conducting interviews and thorough background checks now. Eventually, the woman who God chooses for me will be worthy of the unique opportunity to experience Authentic and true love that clearly emphasizes that you are treated with respect, honesty, transparency, loyalty, and royalty from yours truly. On my A Gathering, aka Brother of the Living Miracle Professor of Poetry in Poem. <laughs> like I said, you stand strong. 
on your beliefs, on your convictions. Nothing can shake you from them. And it's That's good. It. It's a good way to be. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Everybody. Are you still with me? Where'd you go? Hmm. All right. It looks like we lost him, guys. So I am going to uh, put his... See if I can grab it real quick. So you can find him. I'm going to put his link to his Facebook page into the chat room for him. I am doing that right now, you guys. Those of you who are in there, I'll put that in there for you. And then if you want to find him on Facebook, the actual URL for him is facebook.com forward slash brother O, all one word, 1975. All right, that's how you find him on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brother O, 1975. Okay, now, next, we have caller from area code seven, uh, 573. 573, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. It's Sinister Spittle. Hey, Sin. How are you doing? Is this a new number for you? Yeah. This this, this, this be my, my, my number from here on out. Um, I, I come to you with a heavy heart tonight. Uh-oh. I don't know if you've looked on your page yet uh, for the show, but I I have a post waiting for your approval. Um, I lost my wife this last week, and tonight I'm reading in her her memories. Nyla. Yeah. Sorry. Let's uh, let's jump into it, okay? Yeah, please. First one, is, first one is called Gone, Missing as a King. I'm not shattered fragments of nebula, forgotten in a storm. Though broken and fractured, this vessel is at every possible seam. Tarnished my exterior, it though even still no match for the corrosion inside. Shamble of a man that lost direction somewhere in between life and dreams. My sorrow is a runoff of anger's disruptive, ignorant sway. Running wild behind my own silicone mask, I set out a tax. No comedian behind these blue eyes, but a fool, it's true, as implied. Can't reason the distance where my center dissipated into the black. Impervious to my own illustrated depictions of perspectives of the grand eye. You're not a victim, but expendable collateral damage in the nightmare unleashed. How do you not sever the instance when flagrantly given such a chance? That a reason I'm not a whole of, nor worthy of the restraint. I I failed you, in fact. Your king is lost in the chasm of self-inflicted, destructive, lunatic rant. My life, I give eternal to rectify what I've destroyed, the pain I've deployed. I will give you the king's emergency symbol. I promise you, I'll push through the gaps. Bring back the man you once knew, like those eyes and your beloved hues. 
For you, my queen, I would test time to give you your king back. And peace. Wow. Are you going to read two soon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this next piece I, I, I just broke uh, a day or two ago. And it's about losing her. It's called Cathedral Glass. Blue and cold, lifeless, I found you. Wretched be the day you went away. I'm not okay as I sift your pieces, shattered, a word of like broken glass, distraught mania. We were supposed to elevate in spite, lift full the sands of our hourglass to the left. But tragedy took you sooner than that. Mercy died that day, cracked everywhere. Question reason. Splinters of glass fell from your cathedral, walls shook with mighty vigor and pain. I can't trust my thoughts at all today. Reflecting the plethora of chaos ensued. Trace fully the spot you laid, you last laid, walk a circle of regret and shame. Still, you took me back the night before. Love reblossoming, connections united, trusting you, engaging your bounty for a lifetime I could stay. Decades together, yet I thirst you like new. Showered me in reconciliation, budding tides. Alas, when I woke, I found you breathless. Devastated I. Tried to reassemble the broken glass, mild my intent, but I was too late. Damn this pinnacle of secret death. Broken down amongst the shards painfully. I lost more than a partner. I lost my heart. Jagged little pieces of despair, I now sit, bleeding from my digits, sprawling names. I'm lost without you, lover. I shall not live again. In peace. That was incredible. I just really wish I could give you a huge hug right now. Or an arm to punch really hard. Uh, hugs are good things. I, I wish good things. Mm-hmm. I wish I could wake up and this all be a fucking nightmare. I do too. But it's not. But, you know, we had 20 years together, good and bad. I wouldn't exchange it for the world. And, um, I will. Uh, I want. I, I want to talk to you about it, but not on the air. Okay. Well, yeah, reach out to me on Messenger, and uh, we can talk. And if you could approve that post, uh, share it with everybody, that would be great. I will figure out how to do that. I have to find it. I can't see it, so I'm gonna have to find it. Or, yeah, or if you want, just post it straight on my page if you want. Um, but let me try to find it first, okay? Okay. All right, honey. I love you, and all of us are there with you, okay? Know that? Thank you, Nyla. And if you need me, I'm right here. Okay. 24-7. Thank you. All right? All right. Okay. All right. Do you want to tell anyone how to find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sinister Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L. Google that shit on the door. Yeah, just Google it. It, It's there. And um, right now, there is a... uh, 
need our support and love for the uh, Amundsen family, my given last name, and uh, we're all devastated and need support in any way. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sin. Love you dearly, honey. Thank you. Love you, Janelle. Sinister Spittle. Love him so much. All right. Next, area code 216. You are on the air. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, Mommy. Hey. Wow. That was sinister. Yes, I want to say something, um, Nyla. Um, I think he might have sent you a poster for GoFundMe or something. Um, his family is really hurting. Uh, they lost their mother. He still has a lot of children in the house that's, that needs help, and he's in pretty in a grief mode right now. And uh, I can hear. It's like, yeah. So yeah, if anybody can send anything to help out, um, it would be appreciated by me too. Because I mean, Sinister, he, he, he's a wonderful person, and. You know, he's a great poet, and he's always there for, you know, the shows, and that's our mission is we need to help each other. <clears throat> and right now he really needs the support of the community. So please, even if you have to go to his page and <clears throat> and get his um, cash app or whatever, um, just help out, please. Thank you. Okay. That's mine. Um. The um, piece I'm going to do right now, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, a lifelong friend, and every time I go to the uh, class uh, reunion, I would see her, even though we were friends as, child, as children. And every every one I made it to, and even um, before I even made it to that one, I think our high school graduation and everything, when I would go to the reunions, this particular friend that I grew up with, who I don't see as an adult too much, but um, mostly special occasions, she had every picture from our high school reunions going back like about 20 years. And it touched me so deeply because you don't know how blessed you are to have friends that knew you when you were a kid and you grow old together and still they hold on to the love and the memories that you share. So the name of my piece is called Show Me Your Friends and I Will Tell You Who You Are. And that's an old African proverb. The bridge to fame, the gift that keeps on giving. All my friends past and present are famous or infamous. (laughs) Hmm. What does that say to me? It says that I am the magnet an artist, I draw. My vibes are magic. My touch inspires. I can't sing, but I can direct the choir. It says, it says my skills may leave much to be desired, yet my personality is all that is required. I am the characters they draw from one I am the characters they draw from, the one most imitated, never mentioned on the screen, always behind the scene. They go to me for punchlines, the chameleon, the comedian, the original 
Wikipedians. The one with wit aplenty refills you when you're empty. The mother of poetry, the all-around queen, the gangster granny who causes your dreams to beam. Fur in the salt shaker, I season you well. The one who knows the real you all too well. I am the one who never tells. I let you be who you are. Be yourself, because you are the star. I am the bridge that you walk across. All my friends are famous, though I may have been the first to know. I am also the first to tell them so. I am the gift that keeps on giving. I am that gift that's never ending. But I think you get my drift. I am Mama Oladeji, the all-round queen, the mother of poetry, and more. Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. In peace. I must be incredible. You are. (laughs) I have to be. Because look at who all my friends are. That's right. (laughs) And I hope Janice is still listening. She is a wonderful friend. Yeah, so that, those pictures you that, that poem is the reason that we all call you mama. You are all those things, unquestionably so. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one that brings pictures from 20 years ago that I don't even remember. She has one picture that we had taken with the principal of the school. And I was on the picture looking quite uh, Aries, <laughs> Aries around. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she just means a lot to me, and I just hope she's still listening. If not, I'll send her the playback. So thank you for letting me share. And that one's kind of lost, so I won't do two pieces. I'll let somebody else go. Well, if you want to read a second one, just go ahead and put yourself back in the lineup, Mama. Okay, I will. Okay, tell everyone again how to find you before you take off, just in case. You'll find me on my lovely daughter, Nyla's show, right here on Thursdays. I try to be here every Thursday. If I'm not here, you know something's wrong. So, that's where you're I'm glad you're here, and I love you, Mama. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller... comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. This is Soldier Blue. Hi, Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm all right. I got that uh, silly weenie thing you wanted me to do done. And don't ever, don't ever, don't, don't ever ask me, me to do me that laugh. again. Don't make me laugh. I still have a cold. <laughs> make me start coughing. <laughs> and don't ever ask me to do that again. You gave me. Would you want me to write again? I said that on my page. I know. Would you want me to write again? With big purple skeleton faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, I just, uh, just, I just, I don't know why it's just, it's not a, 
Well, anyway, it's just something that kind of like uh, came into my consciousness, I guess you could say. But I'm just, uh, and it's not an apology. It is not an. Ex- it's not any kind of an excuse. It is simply an explanation, and that is simply to say that my art form runs from the gross to the sublime, and all points in between. And I take it for what it is. I don't try to guide it. I just walk. I just walk with it and and go where it takes me. I'm scared and, now. Um, huh? Oh, I'm that's scared okay. now. You'll get, you'll, you'll, you'll get over it. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just going to run through these things. Um, thought of the day, uh, sister's song. The prompt, no, let me wait, wait before you go. I'm sorry to interrupt hmm? you. Just so what? you guys know what he's doing. I gave him a prompt last week, to, and I gave that prompt to everybody. All right, and it was to write random thoughts every day and to write a poem titled um, seven, what was it? I got it written down here. Seven random yeah, seven days of random thoughts. And then each mm-hmm. each of the little things has to be like a little haiku or a little snippet of the seven random thoughts yeah. he had. So, okay, go ahead. Okay, because I mean the way they're doing the when I play, because I I played it back now. Okay, so 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 when I played it back, it, I mean it came up as being thought of the day, for you know like whatever, and then seven days of. Okay. So, that's how that's how that so that's how I played it. Um, so, so anyway, here here's it's like this one. It's thought of the day, a sister's song of wishes. I wish I had your face. Seven days of regret. Thought of the day. Vine country. Hubble's trading post. He died buried on a hill. Seven days of shaking the bones. Thought of the day. Seven hand-hardened veins. The music of screaming bones. Seven days of screaming out, Fuck all y'all! Thought of the day, the obscenities of industry written upon more than just skin. Seven days of ball-busting work. Thought of the day, young 20-somethings in the workplace dating in that workplace can't see themselves in the mirror. Seven days of bullshit. Thought of the day, thought of the day, thought I'd be dead by now. Nothing left to lose. Seven days of singing smoke. Thought of the day, black smoke, heart, foam becomes ashes. Wherever I look, I see the ghost of napalm fire. Seven days of heart burnt ground. No returns. There you go. See, I always say, I give you the prompts or seeds. What you do with them is up to you. Mm. And what you created out of that is so incredible. (laughs) You guys, seriously, seriously, you have no idea how happy I am when you guys bring back your homework. 
I think it's because maybe it makes me realize that somebody was actually listening to me. Does that make sense? <laughs> but I think that that may be one of the only, maybe a tiny, tiny handful of homeworks you've ever done over the course of 15 years. So I <laughs> am honored that you did that. I love that you did that. I love that you played with it and had fun and created something because you normally don't do the homework. You know, not the prompts yeah. I give you. <laughs> well, like I say, I just took that. I took it, you know, my own my own pattern as far as, like, you know, what I, where I was, where I took the thoughts. But, yeah. You know, if I were to do a poem like that of random thoughts a day, I keep thinking about, like, if, in, instead of random thoughts, I did my dreams. And it's like the other night I was dream. I dreamt about Jeffrey Dahmer being my neighbor mm-hmm. and, you know, what it was like living next to him, but knowing he was a serial killer. It was a real crazy, weird dream. And the next night I had a dream where I was going to a wedding but I was still married to my ex-husband and his entire family was there and you would have to have known his family. It, it, it was really weird. Um, but it all revolved around, I couldn't figure out how come nobody had a left hand and then in, somewhere in the dream I found this great big, huge, giant glass barrel pickle thing of pickled hands and that's what the town existed on i mean it was crazy i said i'm not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> i have some crazy dreams <laughs> someone i had because i gave that assignment out to everybody as well and somebody said i messed up i was doing it but i messed up and missed a day i'm so sorry and it's like i don't care if you miss a day just go keep going the next day don't use it as an excuse to quit there's a lesson there, guys. Think about it. Yeah. Well, I'll if you be, miss uh, a day, I'll be, I'll be, do it the next day. Yeah. Well, I'll be straight up on it from my, from my end of things. I did that in about 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'll just, hey, I don't play around with that kind of stuff, man. It's like, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to get it done and over with. But no, the, uh, mostly the reason that I did it that way, and, I'm, and, and I'll say it beforehand, I ain't looking for pity. It's a... My my relationship with my mother is extremely complicated, and I'm not trying to go into none of that crap either. Yeah. But that 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 being said and done, uh, two weeks ago she had a major stroke, so I've been trying to keep up with the news uh, with my younger brother and sister, as they're down there with her and t- uh, helping her out with the hospice, uh, help in her house and so forth. And, you know, she's been, it seems like she's coming back around as far as, you know, like getting some of her motor skills back together and uh, conscious and alert and so forth. So, you know, for, like I say, for, for, for various reasons like that, yeah, like I said, I just knocked it loose, man. I just, like I said, I just did all seven of them in 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving me that 15 minutes. I that's more than I can ask for. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I am very happy with it. Thank you. Are you gonna? You're gonna read uh, two, right? Yeah, I can do that. I got one I was looking at. I kind of just like the way it rolls in terms of the, you know, the pattern words, words within it. Um, this is. Uh, I think this one can we can just go with like just simply calling it thought. 
if it kind of goes with that. Um, Bone Slick Magic. With you. Monstros. Dust hangs in the air. Deep trains of thought. The chemical smells of thinking. Neural moments of midnight wires crossed. The lick of blue flame. Profiled edges of sleep. Touchstones. Gravity too tired for odd ramblings. Prefer common sense. There is none left. Sticks burnt at rogue crossings. Earth still makes the rules. Silver lines, thin liquid waters running south. Ancient hand, cup cleaned water. Dreams of elder days when the air was more than mystic. Stones left unturned, gray matter shattered, fine, finding our way past the ghost. Gray gowned ghost, Dasuda, burnt ground. We will live here forever, skin of science scraped away like a bad habit. It is always the same. Nothing traumatic can occur without a disconnect. Pull the plug, sever the science from its favorite toys. Let rust encounter every endeavor. Disparate desecration they embark upon. Let them be, by physics and green solutions, their own Noah's Ark. Let them load their habits, personality flaws, and PC-isms two by two. Curls of iron, twisted, gross, and hypocritical. Let them ply their trade of social waste somewhere else, red earth is due a bonfire. Sage smudge cleansing and folding from Alaska unto Argentina. The burial trees shall be many. Scattered as dirt over the land. Badogike. Burial mounds as if hill country foothills before the mountains were the greatest instrument known to Turtle Island. Whosoever kind they may be, man, spirit, four-footed crawlers, winged, and those of the water, medicine, first healer, first knowledge, drink of with birth. Our loved ones shall know peace. Florida. White smoke consecration. Wakobegake. And the land shall speak songs to the moon, songs to the sun, songs to the night. Oh, yes, night singing. No dreams of the water pushed. Few whispers of the wind come sowing 
through the treetops seven times seven when it does occur. The value always misunderstood. Yes. Spill the bones of Oracle, fantasy, fiction, gamble on what you are willing to chase. Burnt oars bent into the water, hardened work made harder still. Journeys taken in memoria, the bones of the lost are talking. Trials of spectacle and prejudice, spectral imaging, shadows telling lies, the blood cost higher than anyone would wish to pay. We must listen to the night songs of stars and daybreak. Gossamed. The dawn light shows everyone our eyes beyond our eyes. We have seen the morning star. We have endured the punishment, cruel barbed wire, whips the flesh from our backs. We have taken measure, ashes, to reclaim what was always ours for untold centuries. Ghost road born, we are red earth. Time has weighed heavily upon our grieving skins, pulled, graveled, grated at our carefully placed bones in caves, funerary urns in the trees, and finally in our burial mounds by Dogike. And even there it has been shown we are not safe. We must continue to fight to have that day of peace Earth placed firm Those who say from the beginning Continue to pass on Their words An echo in our minds Our eyes fight For the times Understanding What has happened No terms of death And responsibility The ledger reads Caretakers Which is a lifetime Changes, ashes from the north, complimentary songs to accompany the life that struggled so hard, made so many sacrifices not to bow down when no one else was willing to bleed on the ground, when the thoughts from the other side would have killed if they could, draped as they are in party colors of what they call politics democratic rule and still the people call with their needs in these times of graves and grave repatriation skulls, bones and sleep notes so cleverly written upon the scapulae the rips scream slower the shower of Hailstones upon the weight of the ancient femur. Too many times have we paid the price, and we will pay it still with patience, 
endurance, and as much grace as we can muster. We are red earth. We are not here to benefit you. We will be here after you've gone. We are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home. That was phenomenal, my love. Thank you. You are very, very, very welcome. (laughs) So, so not to not to, to 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 push on things, but but someone was saying something about some kind of a a special prize or a gifty something or other. (laughs) <laughs> so someone someone did say that last week Somebody did say that last week And I do have a surprisey, gifty thing To send you But then I thought Wait a minute No No I thought wait a minute Because you got some really weird I was going to send you something that I made But you got some really mm. weird Like eating habits And restrictions And rules <laughs> So I'm thinking, I'm sure that if I send this, I'm going to fuck up somehow. So I better not be this. i got to think of something else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, then. I, I well, may no, still send it, it anyway. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, no, but I, I, uh, I mean, I can, I can only speak for myself. I have, at any given time when I'm walking around, I have like anywhere between three and four notebooks with me all the time. And I have one that I put what I call a quick, uh, quick pick um, dictionary of, of uh, the terminology of my people's language in the back end of it. And I also, you know, put some starter images in there. It's basically scattered throughout. And, then when I finally, you know, fix on one or the other as far as, like, fleshing it out, then I, all of a sudden I'm looking and I found another, you know, image that I want to write down, but I don't, I can't put it down because I haven't finished the, the two pieces that I'm working on just yet. So then I have to pull out one of my other notebooks so that I can put that idea down before I forget it. <laughs> so so I can only, like I say, I can only speak for, from, from my own, you know, where I come from with my, with my art, and that is simply that I'm always looking. And, you know, when I hear things or mishear things, like I, I will, I will uh, tell you just, just even this evening, I heard something that I thought was a real kind of an interesting twist off of, because uh, I know what, I know what the, the person was saying in terms of, you know, what the, uh, well, what the line was, but I, but, but it just, it, 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 it hit my ear in a different way. And so it came up, it came up looking different. So right, what, what, what was said was something, I, I think the, the, the original line was something like primary focus, but what I heard was primate focus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm, you know, so, so, you know, Hey, I wrote that down and, you know, like I say, I'll, I'll figure out, you know, which piece, you know, I'm working on or maybe a, in a future piece, you know that that I can slide that one in there, but I'm you know, I'm always doing that. So. I love it. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, not to not to spend too much time. Uh, I 
You know, my name is uh, Rafe Wild, and underneath in the parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and you can find me there on uh, Facebook. And then I'm also doing a, a podcast called Red Earth One, and just put those in there like separate words, and it'll actually take you there quicker than, you know, the usual uh, means of, you know, like when you're putting in somebody's uh, uh, URL address kind of thing. Um, and it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's a free podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcast. Uh, altogether, I think it's on like just like eight different uh, platforms. So you can find it where, you know, we're in various places. And as well, I have, I think, I think three examples of, of that on uh, on your page. Miss Nyla, mm-hmm. so it you know it's just like, like I say there you can obviously those will take you to the uh, uh, to the full podcast itself. Yes, yes, they will. So there you have it. There we have it, and there we want it. There we need it. <laughs> Appreciate you, you Soldier go. Blue. Absolutely great job tonight. I love those. Yeah. And uh, you, yeah. and you guys, like, <laughs> send me your address because I'm going to send you something. I, I just will. don't think I'm going to send you what I was going to send you because okay. you probably won't uh, want um, it. I'll, okay. Well, um, and there, there is something else that I was, I was, I would be really interested in seeing what you could do with it. What's that? Just because I think, just because I think it, it, it kind of hits, hits your kind of uh, perspective. Because, uh, because, and we, to be honest, I was actually thinking a little bit about you when I when I was writing that one. Um, the the thought of the day, which is a sister's song of wishes. I wish I had your face. Seven days of regret. Wow. I just thought you. I just thought, I just thought you could do something with that. I, I mean, like I say, because I think, like I say, I think that comes from, or I wish I wish I should say I would like to see what where where what what you would do with it in terms of your perspective on that. Because can I you know email that, that to me? Because I won't, write, sure, I won't sure. remember it by the end. You know me. Oh, no worries. I can do that. Um, Are you giving like me say, homework? To... Is that what's happening oh, here? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. This is, this, is purely, <laughs> this is purely my own curiosity. Okay. See, okay. You know, to see, what you, to see what you could do with it. Because like I said, I think you could do something really cool with it, to okay. be honest. I'll be on it. All right. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. You're going to be here next week, right? Of course. All right, honey. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was Soldier Blue Blue, Rafe Wild on Facebook if you want to find him there. Now, I am having some issues with the board, but we are going to fix this anyway. Um, Emotional Orphan, you are not in the lineup. If you wanted to come on to the show, you need to... Press 1 and let me know or shoot me a message so I know if you can't. Um, I can call it on Skype maybe. Um, but, yeah, just let you know that I don't have you in the lineup right now. So just throw me a message or something like that. Or I'll, when I get down to you, I'll just check and see if you want to come on. So I want to make sure that I don't not bring you on. If you want to come on. All right, our next caller, area code 506. You are on the air. Lady A. Hello. How are you? It's Lady A, otherwise known Hi. as Andrea. Welcome, Andrea. It's good to hear from you. What do you have for us tonight? I have um, I have a poem to uh, um, 
I guess you could, I don't know if you could say honor, but to help um, Sinister. Um, he, I've I've loved him since the first time I've heard I heard him quite a few years ago now, and uh, you know his. I just want to. I've been talking a little bit with him, and I just want to um, uh, read something about grief, and um, uh, that will help because you know we go through this journey of grief. I've been through this as well, and. Uh, you think you're you think you're odd or you're strange or what you do or feel is 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 not uh, right or wrong and it's a it's a real different kind of a journey to be on and uh, I just wanted him to know that he's his feelings uh, of his grief are entirely normal everything is normal we don't think it is because it's the first time you've gone through it but it is normal and he he's you know he's got children at home and. He's working hard to uh, to help himself, and I just my heart just goes out to him. So um, this is called the River Grief. A banshee howls in the dark of night, screaming cries of piercing fright, mourning, moaning heard upon the moors and sorrow felt along the shores. Anguish, the song of the mossy stones, echoes loudly with each groan. Grief is transfixed. She has power to bend and break and then devour. Tears flow on the river grief in endless cascading salty relief. Whimpering sounds begin to sleep, praying for one night of peace. Not long when grief returns, a silent scream then painful yearns. Wailing, weeping in bottomless depths, a gaping wound profoundly bereft. End poem. And I just, you know, it's dark. It's a dark, dark place. And to be able to put it to words is strangely comforting, I find. And um, being silent about it is not a is not a good thing. And uh, he's working hard at it. And I really, uh, I appreciate his uh, his person and. Uh, you know, just that uh, he's, 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 we have to really support each other when we're going through stuff like this. And um, it's, it's so hard because a lot of times, you know, you, you have people that are saying, you know, Shh, don't say, don't bring up her name, you know, because it'll make him cry or, or don't say anything. Because we don't want the person to, to cry, but mostly we don't, we are the ones that don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And, Sometimes, not sometimes, but most of the time, the person who is in the, in the in throes of grief wants to talk about their loved one. They want to talk about who they were and how much they loved them and hear their name being spoken. And so that's, you know, it's important. And, and for us not to be afraid to, um, because often people won't even go to a funeral home because they don't know what to say. They're scared of it. And, you know, sometimes just being there, a hand, on the shoulder, on a uh, hand, shaking your hand, you know, just being present uh, in, within that person's life is so meaningful, you know. And um, I just, I just think it's really important to to speak about that and uh, um, to love that person because it's like it's like dying inside, really. And um, mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound 
glib about it at all either. It's true. Uh, if you've never experienced it, it's so very difficult to understand. And um, um, if we can just try to uh, just to be kind, you know, to each other and to, to one that's lost. You know, the worst thing you can say to somebody who's lost, you know, like are you, five months later, well, are you over it yet? Well, no, no. You never get over it. You never get over anything. You just lost. learn how to live with it. You learn, you cope with it. You you survive it, and you learn how to cope. That's the best you can do with it. You know, you never mm-hmm. get over losing someone that you love. And um, you know, for me, it's been many years, and and I I I still I won't get over it. I mean, I I've gone on, and I've pro, you know progressed, and my life is you know different now. And I think that's the whole thing when you walk through that journey. Ultimately, in the end, it's that you learn that it's first of all okay to live yourself and 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 secondly is is that you you have accepted that your life has forever changed but it is yeah. certainly a big big journey yeah so upon, sometimes it's uh, okay know, to be sad people always expect you you know gosh you're still sad you're still sad you know yeah. it's okay to be sad it's okay to to embrace that as long as you don't let it swallow you eventually, you know, but you know, people can't tell you it's your own time. You you whatever it is you need to do and just trust that the people who love you are standing there with you. Yeah. The people that you love and who love you are standing there with you. And all you have to do is reach out to us if you need us. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read a little bit of a happier poem, um, and I'm 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 from Canada, as you know, and uh, I have um, a dream someday that I'd like to do a tour of some of the states that I love and have loved over the years, and for different reasons. Uh, the Carolinas are are two of the states that I would love to see. Um, I was in North Carolina one time uh, on the mountainside at, in a place called Asheville. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. the Carolinas. I, I wrote this poem. It's called Carolina Calling, and it was uh, it was also to honor a friend of mine that is a fellow poet, and um, um, Becky is her name. So this is called Carolina Calling. May I? Please. Appalachian Mountains, Blue Ridge, and Smoky too. North Carolina, rich in history. Let's review. Cape Hatteras Island, her famous lighthouse guides, ships and sails, and all who fail to see the land in darkest night. Decades, even centuries, hooves have danced in sand, silky manes and ponytails blow in Carolina's wind. Wild horses gallop and trot on shores of the outer banks. Freedom rides along the tides, for them we'll all give thanks. From sea to mountains, music sings the legends, healing plants and herbs collected and preserved, foxglove, Indian tobacco, butterfly weed, and Oswego tea, Appalachian medicines, our good earth gives for our health. Beaches for worshippers of sun and sand and sea, white sand as far as I can see. Creator of perfect paradise, a magnetic force pulls me in. Holy ground, holy water gives sustenance therein. And poem. Wow. I loved it. I loved it. I love both of them. 
And I really appreciate the, the love and support you sent out. That was sweet. You know, we need to know those things. Yeah, and and it means so, so much. And during a time of crisis like that, you learn who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize who you can talk to, and you realize very, very quickly those who run away from you because they don't want to hear the story for the 17th time, you know, because um, that's another thing that happens. And I, I can say that. I worked in palliative care for most of my career, at the hospital, and um, so you know there was a lot of talking, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, support in that way, and and um, um, some funny things, some not so funny, some wonderful peaceful things. Um, but the journey is different for everyone. There's no time frame for when you should be out of that grieving state. Um, but, you know, the mutual respect needs to be there. And like I said, it was so funny because in some ways, because the need to tell the story over and over again, it's cathartic. It's like when you have a baby, like you have your roommates and the next roommate comes in and you got to share the war stories, you know what I mean? And it's healthy to do that. And so a lot of people, you can tell the ones who just virtually run away from you. Like they'd say, okay, i got to go now. I'll see you later, you know, in the middle of a sentence. So it's... Uh, not everybody can cope as the same either as as, as the one who's lost, but it's um, something that um, you can lend support to easily enough for sure. Like I say, your presence, you don't have to say anything. You could just, you're sitting at the kitchen table and having a cup of coffee or something, you know, is enough sometimes. So anyway, thank you for time to allow me to blab on <laughs> like that. <laughs> you're welcome, my darling. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Well, I'm I'm at uh, allpoetry.com as uh, the poetry group that I'm in, and it's you just look under look for Lady A. You'll find me there, and on Facebook, uh, uh, Andrea Wheaton, and um, that's pretty much it. I I don't have any registry registered um, places anywhere else. Um, uh, you can find me here on your show on Thursdays, most times anyway, and uh, I look forward to that. And uh, you're a great person to uh, be able to call into and share the the poetry that we write. Appreciate it very much. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. Thank you. All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week. Sure. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Miss Nyla, how are you? <laughs> Agent 419. Reporting for duty. You know, it's so funny. I was just thinking about you today. It's like, you know, am I, I going to have to go, like, I haven't heard from her in a while. And, you know, what's going what, on? Uh, yeah. So I'm glad you're here. I'm, it's like you heard me. <laughs> yeah, well, life has found me busy, and I, I was on your show the other day, and then I got a phone call, and it was my mother, so I flipped over. And, yeah, so I've been wanting to call for a long time. I just hadn't had the time to, so it's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're but here I did tonight. I look to write, forward to this. Yeah, I just I wrote a couple pieces that I'd like to share, if you don't mind. <laughs> Please, please. And guess what? One of them's one of them's really small or short. Um, uh, um, this one, 
This one is called Two Grieving Mexicans. It says, Two grieving Mexicans standing on the side of the road, staring at a wooden cross that bared the name of their son. He was only a near fragile 21. Solemnly they stood as the cars drove on by, just like that of life as a tear falls from their eye. They know life must continue to go on with nothing left but the memories of their fallen one, and Felipe was his name. May the two souls find solace to try and ease their heartache and pain, and may they feel his love in the wind and every time it rains. May their hearts soak up with the tears instilled so deep from within, and may peace come back to them once again. These two poor lost souls standing on the side of the road, their love from, for him will never end. I'm heartbroken and saddened to witness the silent mourning as my heart bleeds for the two Mexicans grieving alongside the road. And peace. Wow. That was actually those roadside, a true story. Those roadside my... markers, right? Damn. Well, yeah, and they were standing right next to it, and the cars coming forward were going really slow, and we stopped to let them through because it was a country road, and it was like, I looked at the guy's eyes, and he looked up, and we made contact, and my heart broke, and I just started crying as I wrote that poem in, like, two minutes. Yeah. It's pretty I sad. <laughs> remember, I was driving down the road one time, and there was a family at a cross, and there was a little girl, maybe five, attaching a teddy bear. Oh. You know, there were there was too many people for me to figure out, you know, family unit, but there, there was... You know, they were probably the date of or something like that, but there was a little girl tying a teddy bear to the... And it just, it just broke my freaking heart, you know? Yeah, like it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's yeah. Sad. <laughs> but, All right, darling. And then, uh, I did write one more. I don't know if you're taking two or not. <laughs> you can do two still. Okay. Um, I don't have a title for this one yet, and I just wrote it the other day, so it's more of a thinking job thing. Um Walking around with your head in the clouds, feeling the drift of number nine. Then comes the crash so unexpectedly. Just when you thought everything was so peachy, God, it would have been good to have had known, but it's still better to know now that we can't live our lives in the past. Those times happened eons ago. So you float on the cloud, never wanting to come down. Let the good times be had again. Time is supposed to heal all the pain we are prone to feel when love dies and just fades away. But we all must keep going as life continues on, yet wishing we want to float away. Cloud nine being a promise of another good time to be had. But when you live in your memories, holding on to the good ones, tossing out the bad, you are not quite living. Your life is now. The past has long since gone by. As you wake up and you're 90, your youth no longer at play. So hold on to the good times and live for what we call today. You say you're always dying. You have given up on trying to face what comes your way. By golly, it would have been so good to have had known, but better to know now that life is a treat. It's short and it's sweet. You need to learn to embrace it somehow. The years continue on. The clouds have come and gone, but new ones form every day. It's time to be living for all the times to have yet, as soon they too will float away. And peace. Maybe I should call it cloud nine. Float away. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should call it cloud nine. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't titled it, but <laughs> I like it more. Like I wanted to write it as a song, so it's more lyrical and stuff. But I, like that was the first, you know. Just the first writing of it, so <laughs> first draft. 
<laughs> I've been busy, Nyla. I got two little kittens in their terrace. <laughs> they're little brothers because my Siamese cat is really sick and he's going to be on the out soon and he wasn't expected to make it towards Christmas he's still with us tonight was the first time in three days I saw him come down for food so I'm really happy at that but um so I got two little kittens and oh my gosh they're just it's been a while since I had use in my house because mine that passed away in June was 21 years old so it's been 21 years since I had a little kitten <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so I've been pretty busy well, you have, that that's a handful. Kittens are a handful. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, my God. You're laying in bed, and then you hear something crash in the kitchen, and you're like, oh, oh darn. And the other night, I took a bath, and I got out, and I wanted to do my fingernails, so I put my polish on the counter. I turned around in the fridge to get a thing of water and crack. They, the tile all, I mean, the nail polish broke all over my tile floor. So I just got a tub, <laughs> and now I'm scrubbing with, like, that um, acetone remover to get it off, and oh my god, it was just a nightmare. So yeah, it's like having a kid, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> All right, sweetie yeah. darling, Shelly Love, tell everyone how they can find you again. Uh, my name is Shelly Gambino, and I am on poetical intrigue that is my page where i put all my poems on if anyone wants to look it's on facebook called poetical not political poetical intrigue and i'm also going to be published again this month so i'm really excited about that (laughs) congratulations and well deserving i think i'm submitting the mexican poem because i touched my heart so i think i might submit that (laughs) but thank you you're very welcome sweetheart (laughs) we'll talk to you soon honey yep and have a good night and thank you very much yep you too. Okay, our next caller looks like it comes from a Skype call. It's not emotional or funny. I see you down there. Um, it's a Skype call, or we're going to just have to see. If you're not, everyone say your name and I'll tell you who it is. Hello, it's Jade Mist. Jade, oh my gosh, honey, it's been a while. What is going on with you? Where have you been? I am happy now. Oh, it's, it's always nice to be wanted. Um, just been here and there and back again. No no tragedy. Happy to report. Just uh, living life. Um, with that being said, I know you have a, a host of other people to get to. I wrote uh, two things. One will be self-evident, but it was because, well, to put it out there, it was MLK Day last month. So I wrote this. I think it's more in the vein of a high school poem, but I like it, and with your permission, I'll share it if I may. Please. Such a student I would love to be, but all my greatest efforts would pale compared to that letter written from a Birmingham jail. What boils inside almost comes to a violent bubble. Then I remember Lewis's statement, get into good trouble. My rage is cooled, pushed away my hate. Remember the doctor who penned that letter to Blanco clergy of eight. Eight pastors wanting to pacify a volcano well overdue to unleash, not knowing that a man penning a letter in a cell had the wherewithal to quell a most righteous hell. The doctor's rant was a magical chant. 
It brings pride to the breast, shame to the soul, succor to the heart. Even as I note my humble words in the 21st century, they are a fail. As I cast a glance back in time to a man with pencil and paper in a bleak Birmingham jail. Is it the complete? Wow. That was crazy awesome. Thank you. I think it's something I should have written in high school if I'd written poetry, but as I said, I never really wrote poetry unless I was forced to. Uh, <laughs> and then we changed your life, didn't we? <laughs> yes, you did. What a what an influence. And with that being said, I have a skeleton of something. If you have the time, I can um, glean through very, very quickly because I know, as always, you have many waiting on your lines. Uh, with <laughs> your permission, if it's okay. Uh, this is called Smiling Depression. My eyes saw that ageless spring. Evergreen, now I'll be. So lied the river of youth, gone. It will always flow for me. Hands waving at throngs, fingers deep in mud, clawing my way home. Home, soon I'll never leave. The building of castles in the air. Should I crash to the earth? Would it hurt you to at least place a blanket on the ground to welcome my fall, to wrap my broken body in? Delight that I'll be the girl in the news once again. Uh, if it's a complete, there you have it. If you're asking what the source is, um, the woman who was just 30 years old, who was um, a Miss USA, went up to the 24th, 29th floor of a building she lived in and jumped and did away with herself. She had what something I never heard of called smiling depression. Everything was great for her. She was beautiful, healthy in every other aspect, had um, degrees galore, the world by the throat to give it what she wanted and for some reason that only a health care provider could understand it it just ate her away and she couldn't deal with it. The last communication she gave online was May this day bring you rest and peace. She wasn't giving that to everybody else. She was giving it to herself. She wanted uh-huh. to be done, sadly. So that's where that came from. Um, so just because someone looks as though they have absolute glory in their life, you know, you have people who are unhoused, people who are fighting drug addiction, uh, the um, person in the community who lost their beloved spouse, she had everything. And I guess from what I've been reading, she the trolls got to her, life got to her, and she didn't realize how wounded she was before she took the lead. The problem with with living an illusion lifestyle, which, you know, unfortunately a lot of people who are involved, you know, with pageants and, 
you know, public persona and, and are very, you know, the problem with that is it's an illusion and you, you never really feel connected to who you really are, but you're trapped in that illusion. And it's really hard. It's a really hard thing to face to know that you can never really just, you know, stand in the supermarket and fart if you want to. Exactly. I mean, if you want to go outside in the parking lot and have a good, jolly good scream and have everybody look at you for about 12 seconds, if that, most people will Before they either join you, you or walk away. <laughs> exactly. Okay, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you for missing me. I didn't realize I was being missed. Uh, You're always uh, being missed. We love you. Oh, thank you. And again, this is Jade Mist. Uh, you will find me still exclusively here at the Speakeasy Cafe for uh, any renditions I have for you. And uh, there you have it. I don't have any websites or any URLs or any of that. Uh, I'm just here when I call in or I'm listening in. And with that being said, Nyla, as always, many thanks and on to your next the next caller. Thank you, sweetheart. And Jade, if you get a chance, listen to the beginning of the show at the prompts that I gave out. I would like to have you maybe take a peek at those. Yes, as a matter of fact, that last poem did have some of the prompts from previous mm-hmm. shows in- incorporated in there. So uh, I do, I do take those to heart. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much, and thank you, thank you for your uh, for your pieces tonight. Many thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code three four six. Three four six, you are on the air. Hi, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am doing well. I do want to send my sympathies out, um, one to all of those who have lost. Uh, I've been listening to everyone and uh I, I, I'm dealing with something right truly? now. Is this yours, Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I didn't even say that. I'm sorry. Hey, y'all, I'm yours truly. I'm like nobody, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, and so um, I wanted to give, donate, uh, dedicate this, this poem to all of you, especially the uh, young man who just lost his wife. Uh, I send out my condolences and, and my love and support. <clears throat> Uh, I watered the garden this morning. Uh, not sure if anyone noticed, uh, but uh, I'm sorry. Hold on, right quick. I'm tripping. Oh man, I should be ready, and I am slacking because I memorized this. I have this poem. I'm tripping. I watered the garden this morning. Not sure if anyone noticed, but my grandfather, my uncle, and my niece were there. Someone watching, I'm sure. Me standing there making memories come alive, you know, bringing back the good times. Indention dates being mere moments. Whole lives signified in a, by the dash between them. Them now with prison cell accommodations, even though all sins have been pardoned and most of those probably forgotten, the others we just don't care about no more. Not that any of them mattered anyway. Never would I chatter about day to day when I speak on their name. While I leak on their name, making it rain with no cloud cover, I just water the garden. Looking down at names, I'll probably look up. Noticing how awkward the pretty flowers are today. Roses, 
carved into a new concrete block that has no cracks, ensuring the roses never escape their quarantine. Rose, Rosie Matthews, was beloved by all and will be missed. I never knew Rosie. I'm just reading the plaque because someone else didn't. If so, can they explain these daisies at my feet? I'm sure Daisy wants her flowers too. If not, then tulips like George Avis got his crying widow left them and him underneath a weeping willow while he lays next to another woman. I bet that's the reason she's upset. Lily received irises, irises, but I'm sure she doesn't even know what those are. You see, she lays across from my four-month-old niece. If they didn't lay together, they'd probably play together because they're just a few weeks apart. Now resting just a few feet apart across from Gathalea, who sees me as I bring my sweet pea, a sweet pea, knowing I'd bring the floors, the fertilizer, the cart, the whole shop, just to smell my baby's breath again. I lay the flower next to her on the floor as she lays next to the floor, and I commence upon watering the garden. As I did weeks past, soaking up the ground, not missing the blade of grass, praying that the sun makes my flower rise soon, because that's how gardens work. You put your seed in the ground, cover it with Mother Earth, water it, pray to the Heavenly Father that the sun helps it grow and produce fruit, like hope, or my brother's daughter, breaking her out of this tombstone plantation, underground prison, this graveyard of sin, that concrete block, this field of stone, this people garden that I water every Sunday. It's my grandfather, my uncle, and my niece are there somewhere watching, I'm sure. Their bodies stiff, souls gone, but their voices ring in my head. I pick up every time. Wise words glide through the middle of my ears like a soul train line. Me saying the same things over a domino game, talking that same fertilizer that I'll forever keep alive as I do their memory. That's why I say my grandfather is and not was, because he still lives in me, as does my Uncle D. That's why I tie my tie like this, hold my hands in prayer like this, talk with that same drawl. That's why I don't spit like y'all, because my people in the people garden, they're still worth dying for, so you can bet your last dollar they're more than worth crying for. So I continue to water the garden, to not drown out their memory, but to make it grow, not wash away the pain or extinguish the hurt I feel, even though they feel no more. They hear no more. They speak, drink, nor eat no more because that's what the scriptures say. But I know if I continue to pray, continue to water the people garden every Sunday because my grandfather, my uncle, and my niece are there, they will continue to live forever. So I have some homework for you. And it's like a whole year worth of homework. Okay. <laughs> I want you to start working on a chat book. Oh. Between okay. between thirty six and about forty two poems. Mhm. And if it takes you two years or three years, I don't care. But I want you to write a book with the title. My people in the people garden. Okay. I want that to be the I flavor of what you're writing. My people in the people garden. I I, I don't I know if you know what an amazing line that actually is. Uh, no, <laughs> thank you. 
that's incredible. The whole piece was incredible. I'm so glad you read it. Thank you so much. Um, you can read back, a second piece. Okay. Um, this one's going to be uplifting. Uh, I know it's been a down night, but I want to inspire as many people as I can. The truth. The youth. The kid with a lisp who talks like this as words spew through the whole hole in his tooth spit for you. Proving to yourself you were chosen. Pick for a purpose. The earth rebirthed and unfrozen, all the while knowing the all-knowing gave you this gift to spit, uplift, and keep going. Go in. Be golden. Teach your seeds to never stop growing. Show them when they make it to that next level, never settle or backpedal. Shame the devil. Be sure to attain victories, but don't revel and belittle. Be that pot that praises the kettle. Invent with the intent to be incredible. Your ink, credible. Make your imaginations legible each time you produce the inevitable. Every time you spit, poet, don't quit, poet. Use wit, poet. Be careful who you associate with, poet. Don't sit, poet, with any specific gang or click, poet, but mix poets. Make the audience think quick, poet, because when the whole room is silent and ain't nobody wildin', that's when that punchline is supposed to hit, poet. And you go live, go ham, and get lit, poet, but be original with your gift, poet. Don't talk about whips and chains from slavery days to nowadays having chains and whips, poet. Pull out all the stops with different tricks, poet, and get sick, poet, of being underrated. But be cool with being hated. Be Neo in the Matrix to when everyone's coming to get, poet. Get that you're going to have to talk slick, poet. Because some may think they can flow, but everybody know that they go remember this poet. One who walked in, shirt tucked, kept it a buck, and ain't give two fucks or a shit, poet. Just spit, poet. Spit for the masses. The slowest and the fastest. Spit till every ISD in university requires a semester of spoken word classes. Spit to your weed man, pulls out his weed can and rolls it in the shit you spit to and has all that he stashes. Spit to your last breath, the voice is your chest, yes. Spit to you tucked warm in your casket. Spit to some young buck, mimics your moves and the words that you choose and you hear it beyond the grave and turn over in that bitch too. Spit because that's what God commissioned you to do. And when you rocking these mics, girl, you better get it. Spit for those that chose to buy your $20 tickets. And don't just be mean with it, be livid. And don't just mean it, but live it. Stick with it. Never forget it. Whether you got to snap back or fit it, make sure it stays on your mind. Grind. Shine. Pick appropriate times to leave them in awe. I mean, enjoy the applause, but if you happen to fall, get back on your feet fast and continue to climb. Make a madam ass with it, a cat I saw, and beat tap shout out loud. Rewind. Tell yourself this stage is my gym. So I'm at that top spot. Don't nod. Just always have something hot cooking in that crock pot and just sit, poet. Even with them last few lines, if I chose to read it backwards instead of rewind, it would still say the same shit, poet. That's what happens when your aura emits poet. And admit, poet, to your flaws and all, failures, falls, and fallacies. Once your ink bleeds, breathe. Let those sins soak into your skin and out your pores. In one accord, you and yours pronounce them with your vocal cords. Be sure the audience feels your pain, but don't be ashamed or cast blame unless to say your own name again will be a gain once you let them words rain with your chest out and chin up, head straight, and pin up because you ready. Your words is yours and yours is deadly. Spit for those that can't speak any. And when the load you carry seems too heavy, hold your trembling knees steady, burp the butterflies out your belly, and just spit, poet. And that's that piece. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that was phenomenal. That was like awesome, inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely my pleasure. Anytime, open invitation, always a place at the table for you, you know that. 
Yes, ma'am. Now, what I did not do, I didn't have, and I was, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but you had the the ten things that, or the twelve things that we were supposed to list, and I didn't have my pen, but because I was taking care of my daughter, she like threw up all over me. But can <laughs> I? Do you happen to have those things on? What is your What's your Facebook page? Uh, my Facebook page is Stanton Boone. It's just S T A N. T-O-N, and their last name, Boone, B-O-O-N-E. Or you can just look up yours, truly, and it'll pop up either way. Okay, there, I gotcha. Thank you so much. Why aren't you on my friends list? Dude. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you are absolutely not, not a nobody. <laughs> I'm I'm hardly on Facebook. I'm always on Instagram usually, but I'm not even on there right now. I'm just working and taking care of family, of course. I am going to send them over to you in a message on Facebook. And if you want, you can list, if you go back to our archives, you can listen to the first 15 minutes of the show after we're done airing, and you can get them from there as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. There were there's three different writing exercises that use all 12 of these prompts. So I'll give you the prompts, but you're gonna have to listen to the first of the show to to get the what you need to do with them. Okay. I got you. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, y'all can follow me, follow me on all social media at Yours Truly Poetry. That's Y U R Z T R U L Y P O E T R Y. Yours truly. Uh, I want to thank y'all so much for listening, and I hope everybody has a good, safe, warm weekend. And you as well, especially those of you out in Tennessee in the freeze right now. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Please uh, come back as often as you can, and I just sent you the prompts. Thank you, and I'm going to stick around. I want to listen to everybody. Awesome. All right, I'll I'll put you on hold so you can continue to listen. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from, hang on, there we go. Okay, our next caller, Emotional Orphan, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay, let me disconnect my phone here. Bye-bye. It sounds really good. How's things? Things are amazing. Good. All right. I'm going to do uh, two pieces. Um, and here is the first one. As soon as I can dig it up, bear with me. All right. This first piece is called Where to, po- Where to-, Where to Point for the Dog. Mercy lacks. Compassion is a really novel idea. We've learned to seek things that are untouchable, but we get quickly bored with the tactile. Please make a note, though, it is not the promise of cheese that keeps the rats on the wheel. Just like us, it's perception, the unseen, the imagined, chasing us toward a much quicker end. While the honest needs dance in front of our eyes, laughing, 
But with that blindness, with that very same blindness, we stare dumb right past all those suggestions, all those solutions. You know, a dog, when his master points, looks at the human's finger, not at the horizon. While the sun burned with indifference, I was never bronzed enough. Before the mirrors got cruel and before the clock even mattered, we couldn't stay out of the face of either one or stay away from each other. But lover, we are still close enough to that childhood, even with eternity winking back at us from the looking glass. Alive enough in the eyes of cemeteries, headstone shadows long in the noon shining sun, in the evening with this luminescence, we might be mistaken for beauty. You, it's no mistake. On such nights and in such lights, our collected sorrows reflect back in your eyes. And I am still swept away and swooning, a drunken child, as I have always been with you. In peace. Broken child. That's that's a great piece. Very emotional. <laughs> I'm I mean, an just... orphan with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'll drop some links in chat. I'm going to do another short piece. Um, hopefully most of you are familiar with the old school, um, very famous writing called Desiderata. And this is kind of my take on Desiderata and Spotify versus Neil Young. So um, here we go. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and then howl at your better angels, especially that Delanimous, that angel-headed hipster with a god and a substantial catalog. Desiderata Dada, all the live long day. The man behind the curtain knows there is no place like home. In poem. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, sweetheart. It's been a while. I'm glad you uh, glad you made your way over here, and I hope that you know now that you can connect with the mic and and all that stuff, and you found your way again. That you spent a little bit more time. I will try to be here more often. Thank you. I missed you guys. Appreciate the space, and I'll drop some links too, in chat where you can find me. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, hon. Gracias. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Hello, hello. Hey, this is Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. How are you, baby? Doing well, doing well. I did things in reverse tonight. Usually I come on the show with you and then wind up recording my radio show. And that keeps me up later than maybe I want to be. So this time I got caught and did that part first. Imagine that. <laughs> and uh, so I got a couple of things. Um, I probably had not mentioned to you that I am uh, the vice president of this poetry group we have called Just Poets. And on Sunday that just passed, we had an event um, the group had produced a book having to do with poems that had to do with the movies. And so 
they wound up getting responses from around the world and putting out a very nice book. So uh, Sunday, we had an event where everyone was to bring their poems that had to do with the movies, and I had two. So here they are. And I should answer that or preface that by saying I'm from New York City. And so the movies and going to the movies was a big part of our life. It was culture to us. I mean, and when we were kids, if you were going to the movies, you said you were going to the show. Now, there's all kinds of shows in New York. There's, you know, theater and sports and what have you. But if you said you were going to the show, everybody knew that meant you were going to the movies. This is called going to the show. Summer heat, the beach is open. The Saturday afternoon ball game is on. Everyone's hanging on the block, but not me. Got my 25 cents. I'm going to the show. The placard out front needs air conditioning. Inside, cool air wasps. There are fountain drinks. Hot buttered popcorn and Canada mints are for sale. But I smuggle in my penny candy as always. Could be Audie Murphy or Randolph Scott. Bringing the guys in black hats to heel, and bo- and <clears throat> and bombers and parachuters invade the skies of wartime lives through a black and white news reel. I'm going to the show for the fantasy of all the things that could never be. A white man swinging through the jungle, bringing lions and tigers and natives to their knees. I'm going to the show to watch a shoot 'em up or a tough guy gangster flip. And luscious blondes and dark-haired vixens mixed in with cowboys and handsome thugs. I'm going to the show for cartoon parodies of very merry melodies of jazz that swing, and in black folks sing, and in blackface sing Al Joseph. Sing Al, sing about your mammy, Aunt Jemima, poor Hattie, and the stare. Do like Bo Jangles. Go ahead, Bo. Dance. Show little Shirley how to play. Because Bo knows that's just how it goes. And you, boy, you just step and fetch it. Can't wait to see the show where beloved horses and dogs sometimes die and make us cry. But colored heroes and the most noble savages almost always do. Tragically, piteously, comically. One time I went to the show and saw some brave men face their peril at high noon. Awake for 310 to humans and some not, meeting the heroics of a stranger in order to live on and continue to win the West. I'm going to the show because what I find there tells me that all things are possible, anything. And one day I'll create black exploitation and gangster rap, fueled by what I saw for 25 cents going to the show. And peace. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you. Mm. And worn out shoes. You know, it's yeah, one of my favorite songs in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, a fast out history of, of Bojangles. I had a superintendent of my building, an old man from Texas, and he said he knew Bojangles when they were kids and they had danced and they said, he told me there were guys around that were much better dancers than him, but you know, 
Bojangles had whatever it took to keep it together and get far, farther ahead. Um, but the you know the backstory is everything with those guys. Mhm, it is. So, and even in the music that you love, I mean that it just it. You know that that story is a story of, of blues music as well. You know. Oh yeah. The story yeah. is everything. You know, you can't have that, the guts in that music without the, yeah, the story. Is, I mean. If there isn't the backstory, then the music is fake. The music mm-hmm. is imagining. And uh, blues players and singers are just like hip-hop, hip-hop artists. It's the same thing. It's like working class, uh, lower class, underclass black people's music that tells their story. Yeah. So, uh, I remember the first and... time I saw uh, Sammy Davis Jr. sing Bojangles mm-hmm. and, and watched him dance to that. I fell so in love with him, and it is, a, it is a love that has lasted to this day. I mean, I can close my eyes and picture him dancing to that and, you know, just the emotion in that piece that he sang about Bojangles. just oh, It gets me in the gut. Yep. But your piece was amazing. Okay, I get away. Got, you got me lost up in a song, but <laughs> sorry about that. Loved your piece. I loved the references you made naturally, of course, as you can tell. But um, <laughs> fantastic job on that, honey. So I have another one called We Went mm-hmm. to the Movies. Once upon a time, as all good stories used to go, the truth was not stranger nor more wondrous than fiction. We went to the movies. Before there were blockbusters and sequels, let alone prequels, before productions for small screens subsumed the big screen opus, we went to the movies. We went to the movies to see reflections of ourselves on golden ponds and in shadowy images of horror flicks and film noir. Our human foibles played out in cartoons. And it was a wee thing, to be sure. We'd walk a mile to go to the show, if none were closer, but usually there was usually there was. Supermarket, butcher shop, movie house, neighborhood. We went to the movies, to Harlem's morning side to cringe at the blob and learn tearfully old yellers bittersweet lessons of love and sacrifice and renewal. We went to the movies and followed the bouncing ball, swinging on a star, singing along, reaching for nickels and dimes as cartoon figures paraded sweets at intermission. At the region on Tremont Avenue, the bronze crowd adoring the hipsters making good on their Ocean's Eleven scheme, but missed the Tammy show at the Fairmont. We went to the movies. In the hood, the New Granada on Central Avenue, Pittsburgh's fast lane for hustlers, players, and pimps to see what else. Superfly. On the Strand, or to the Strand down on Forbes, a few blocks from the stadium near Pitt, for Easy Rider and Butch Cassidy and college girls of every description. We went to the movies everywhere, anytime, for any reason, on a Philly date to catch Rocky in a thuggish neighborhood movie house before Rocky became a thing, before the technologies took over the stories, before sequels, prequels, Pay TV and apps, before living room suites and theaters, before poor folk were priced out, we went to the movies and more. 
I absolutely love it. I love I love nostalgia pieces. I love I love them. I mean, you've got like the blues of poetry with your stories. <laughs> I was thinking about you know there's there's some some lines of demarcation. Okay, once upon a time in my lifetime. Most of the movies you had seen, you saw at the movies. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch them at home on Netflix. There wasn't any. TV had just come in. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's so, a lot of things so, that we experience that no one will ever understand the magic of. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and for it to be affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. going to the movies was, you know, to be honest with you, this was one place that, that the parents, okay, the kids, it's Saturday, good, get them out of here, give them a quarter, send them to the movies. Quarter, we, yeah. They knew, My mom used to take a quarter and go to the show. The movie for a couple hours. You, you know, they knew where you're going to be for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But that, that's something that anybody could afford then or would, could stretch to afford then. And now, you know, people could. I, I I can't 50, imagine. 50, 60 bucks going to a movie now. Yeah. You know, and it might be all right for me and you if we want to do it bad enough. But, I mean, what if, you, what if you're a poor family and you got four kids? Yeah. You know, so you're second class now. You got to wait for it to come on, you know, this or that app. Yeah. Which you also have to be able to afford. <laughs> do you, are you old enough to remember drive-ins, drive-in movies? Yeah. I mean, even not even I, the picture halls, but the drive-in movies. Yeah. 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 I came in. We had a a little town by us growing up that had those, and they would do a show every Saturday night, and we would go see those when I was real little, super little. I remember going in the station wagon, you know, and they were absolutely going obsolete then, so it was like cool. There was one left, and so it was a big deal being able to go to it. It was the only one left in the area. Yeah, they would buy it. I would. I went to a drive-in. I had some girl, let me see, it must have been now 15 years ago, man. We went to the drive-in. But here's the thing, here's a, here's the cultural part about the movies. Movies and drive-ins were what? For making out. That was yeah. one place of teen. That's when the baby boom happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In and, fact, and I want you to write a poem about drive-ins being the birth of the baby boomers and why. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, there's your homework. Okay, go ahead. On on, on that subject, quick and and out. Um, when we talk about that, kids going to to drive-ins and lovers' lane was another extension of that. There's a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I hope everybody who can hear me hears this. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. A true story back in 1949. Somebody with superhuman strength was going to the uh, all the, the lovers' lanes where kids would park and make out and tearing open their cars and killing them, and they never found this person. And it's a true story. Anyway, one thing leads you to think about another. There you go. I'm Doug Curry. Um, I'm on Facebook as Douglas Curry, and I do poetry writing or deposit poetry writing on uh, allpoetry.com. Yeah, as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. I also have 
radio program, Blacks and Blues. It comes on Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time at WRUR.org. And on Saturday night, Chicago Time, which is Central Time, uh, 10 o'clock their time at WDCB.org. And then I'm here on Thursday. Yes, yes, you are. And that's just exactly where we want you. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Thank you, babe. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. All right, then. We'll see you next week. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. Check out his blacks and blues, you guys. All right. Yes. It is your turn again. Okay. I am going to read. Um, I think that poem. you and Doug should do a collab together sometime. Yes, I love Doug's work. I know you do. Um, I wish he had invited us to listen in on the whatever the thing he said he just did, the movie book thing. The the show he does, Blacks and Blues, his radio show? No, he, the one he said that he's a vice president of something, some project. Oh, oh. Okay. We'll see if he can throw that information out there for us, if he would like to. Okay. I'm going to do, um, I need a revolutionary lover. I said, I need a, a revolutionary lover. I have a revolutionary man. He is my love and my lover. He makes me remember I am an empress. All I need when he comes home is that wood in his hood to give me back my self-esteem. He motivates me to forget the pain. I need that wood in his hood to make me forget the cruelties. I have felt the whip and I have felt the chain. I have been defiled in every way, and I need my revolutionary lover to take the pain away. He makes me smile. He holds me and caresses me. He strokes and coaxes me out of my shell. He frees me from shame. Needing him to be with me, being close to him is so comforting. I feel protected. With him, I feel so safe. It's dangerous out there. My revolutionary lover is like no other. I need that wood in his hood. With each stroke, we be yoked by the same yoke. He freed me from the mentality that revolutionary lover accepted me exactly the way I am. He doesn't want me in no yaki. Don't need it to make him happy. But I need that wood in his hood. With each stroke, he kills the down presser who makes us try to feel lesser, but I don't need the pressure. My revolutionary lover invokes my self-esteem, gives me back my dreams, and I need that wood in his hood to inspire the empress in me. Expressing gratitude, a new attitude, baptize me in the name of your life-giving properties. Give it to me. Sanctify me. Take away my difficulties. Deliver me from mediocrity. Makes me holler mercy me. Anoint me with your... Free me from the callous. Inhale me like smoke from your chalice. 
I've been victimized. I need my men to be aware of our conditions. A man with a plan, he's not asking for permission. I need a revolutionary man to understand death to the oppressor man. Extreme situations require extreme solutions. I don't need all that foreplay. We can play after you set the captive free. Sanitize me with your spit. Unzip it and flip it. Now let's get busy. Fill me up with your pump. Bathe me in your holy water. Let me wave in your stream as you make me scream, shouting out your name. I'm coming back from a long, long way. Let us chant down Babylon while bouncing, while bouncing. Chant down the agony and bring me the ecstasy. We stay busy getting that sexual healing. You stroking me softly while expressing your feelings. Your radical spirit reaches up and in throughout my body. Lay your hands on me. I'm now anointed. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Tell me your lyrics, and I'll surely give you mine as we stay on our grind. I feel your wood, and it's all good. He told me I was innocent, and the rest were found guilty. He's going to make the wicked plead. Sick of this bureaucracy. My revolutionary lover is on top of this, too. With his double-jointed phallic, he's changing conditions. He hushes me for making noise. I cry and laugh, same time, filled with the abundance of joy. And I'm going to stop right there because it gets deeper than that. <laughs> Are you censoring yourself, Mama? Yeah, I had to because I had to pull it up. It disappeared as usual. So I said, well, I'll just read the first thing I get my hands on, and that was it. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not it. This is not the one you totally read, darling. <laughs> give my daughter a heart attack. <laughs> right. So I just said, well, let me check that one. But he only dances with me. That's my revolutionary man. <laughs> I loved it. I'm Thank sure you. I would have loved all of it. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> one day we'll do a special nighttime series. So all the poets have been keeping their little passionate poems. Uh, we'll we'll have a nighttime show one day. You want to host one? Yeah, me and you. I never know what to say to erotic poems. What to say? Yeah. When they give their poems, we shouldn't be saying much of anything. But like, next poet, please. I mean, what can you say? Where are your hands, Mama? <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. <laughs> to a person's experience, <laughs> you know. Or you can just come to. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about how you came about? You know that experience. I am or? not asking anyone that question on any erotic poem they have ever written. No. I know. That just seems like a big hard no for me. I'm not going to ask them what inspired it. <laughs> or is this little gal on the corner of, you know, gave me a wink and whatever. <laughs> well, Mama, you want to read another one and get me out of this, this situation here? Okay. Okay. I can do that. Um, okay, I did that one already. Let me go over here. And I'll read 
I'll read read my pages. Read my pages from stone to bone, to hieroglyphics, to alphabets, images and letters from tablets to the printing press, from skin to leaves, stamps, seals, and indigo, lead pencils, ink, and charcoal. I'm a scribe. I've got to write. I was assigned to this job, so it must be completed. Now is the time to record my life in the book of life, never to be deleted. I am a poet, respected or rejected. I am a poet, burning words like incense. From now in time, since the rocks of ages, read my pages, the wisdom of the sages. I am old but up to date, holding secrets in my memory bank like an old computer with a crucial update. I'm a scribe. I have to write what comes up must come out. I scribe the words that comes out of my mouth. That's that piece. That was phenomenal. I am I am having some issues right now, so will you read a third? Okay. <laughs> Required by Just keep going keep going for a minute, Mom. I've got an issue with tech one, support. Okay. Okay. This one was this one was inspired by Paul on Stumbar. The one he wrote about a crust of bread in a in a a crust of bread in a corner to sleep in. And he said something about a minute took a minute to smile and an hour to weep in. Well, this one is called The Required Life. It was inspired by his poem. It's called The Required Life. A song to sing, a heart that feels, a pleasant thought, a tasty meal, a friendly smile, a healthy temple, good conversation, a life so simple. Grandchildren, my life to extend, a dog, a fish, like-minded friends, will suit me amply till the end. And that was um, the required life. And that was inspired by the problem. And then we go over here to, uh, this one is called uh, Species. I was born here on earth to a species. In a sack of water, I was born here on earth, connected to all the water on earth. All the water is connected to a various species. Where I came from is my source. Always I will be connected to my source. All species are connected to their kind. All the water is connected. All the trees are connected. Every spore is networking with light spores. Every human cell is speaking the language that human cells speak. Every windstorm begets every breeze. Every hurricane has a direct path, has a direct path. All humans that love are connected by that love. Also are those who are bound together by hate. Those hateful ones full of hate want to send me out of my way 
want to give me reason and have yet to give me reason, but I cannot hate for the sake of hate. I must think straight. First law, self-preservation. First goal, be not in a reactionary mode. Haters also have a provider, a provider who gives them an abundance of things to hate. Lots of people and situations on which to use their hatred as they are haters, not lovers. They also hate love, their DNA dragging them along like a donkey pulling a cart. Becoming as one, being the same as one, they be the same one, the same thing. One may seem as many, yet really they are one of a kind. I am of this earth. I am of this water. I am of these trees. I am of this soil. I am a product of many lovers who has transcended before me. I am love. I am evidence of my source. I who have the least earthly goods, I am loved by the many. As the clouds are to the sky, you wonder who is she, she that is so truly loved. I am true love for love's sake. Love me for love comes naturally. My kind and I could never truly hate without extreme provocation. That was awesome, Mama. Thank you for carrying the show for a few minutes for me. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Uh, such a professional. It's like you've done this before. A long time ago, I think we had to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's not too often. <laughs> so well, I enjoy I... it. Just like, I just like, like feel like I just had a little mini feature, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy, too. I am happy, too. All right, Mama. <laughs> do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Tell oh, everyone how they can come find you and everything you have going on. Uh, Vicky Aqua, I design jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces. You can go to my page, Vicky Aqua, A-C-Q-U-A-H. And sometimes I post poems and I post jewelry. And I posted um, a necklace that I, Mad Poet, I think somebody called and asked me to make them a necklace. So I put some, example, some samples up there of some stuff that I made. So There's a lot of stuff on my page, interesting. I've seen a poem up there. On one of my on one of my pages, I have a lot of pages. You can go to when poets speak out. I have a page called when poets speak out. I have a page called um, wisdom, um, no slackness. I got a lot of pages. Just go to my page and go to my different pages. One page you'll probably really enjoy is my favorite poems by other poets. You might even be in there. Go look. Okay. Oh, how's that for a tease? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mama. Thank you, honey. I love you so much. You are my heart and my happy smile. Always. You expect me the same way. They're exchanging a robbery. (laughs) Yeah. True. True. Okay. True. 
Right. All right, Mama. I will talk to you. I will talk to you in. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a call. I'm going to try to give you a call this week. Okay. Oh yeah, you saw I had left you a message. What's that? Did you see where I had left you a message about a week ago? Um, I don't. About, I don't think you? so. Well, I did on your answer machine about our book. I'll have to go look. Well, you don't have to go look. Just call me. I want to talk about us getting our book. Okay. I can do that. That's much better than listening to an answering machine. Okay. Thank you. All right, Mama. Thank you. All right, guys. So I am having some issues with the lines, and it does not look like it's going to be resolved. We've got 18 minutes left in the show. If you're calling in and getting a fast, busy signal, then please just keep trying. It should let you in eventually. I had about half my board or so, actually more than that, of undone. Yeah. Anyway, I think I've only got about five lines coming to the studio right now. Normally we have 200. But we've got those. So if you're trying to get in, fast, busy, keep trying. All right, and what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to go ahead and run through your workshop prompts for the week again, just in case you missed it at the beginning of the show. So if you missed it at the beginning show, I'm not going to take as long, but I'm going to run through this fairly quickly. So grab a pencil, and you can get them written down. And remember, once again, if the uh, if you don't get them written down, that's fine, because as soon as the show's over, it goes into the archives, and you'll be able to... Go back to there and re-listen to the show, the first 15 minutes of the show, and you'll get them from there as well. So your poetry prompts for this week are, and remember prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into palms, but you need to make sure to listen to, you know, all the whole exercise thing, all the stuff you do, because there's three different writing tasks. You'll be, you will be using these 12 prompts too. All right, so number one. The moon draws its blade. Number two, spun from our common dreams. Number three, I come to still the darkness. Number four, and you shall hear me. Five, they were waiting here. Six, by wild thyme and lavender. Seven, faces inside shadows. Eight, breaking the old tables of law. Nine, when the wind turns on you. When the wind turns on you. Ten, in the light of dead stars. Eleven, I'll listen to the chestnut tree. Twelve, the word that ends history. All right, so that's your 12 writing prompts. Remember to come back to the beginning of the show and listen to your the information about the pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise and then the beginning-to-end storylines. You get two extra lines to go with those 12, and you need to pick one line to be the first line in your story, one line to be the last line in your story. You can make, You can flip them however you want, choose whichever one you want to begin the story with. The other one will end it. And all your prompts you've got to weave into the uh, 
tapestry of your story. All right. So I am going to play a recording, and it's going to have to be this one up here. Let's find the one. Let's do Eddie Oliver. We're going to do one by Eddie Oliver called Beautiful Beginnings, and that will close the show for us. We will be back next week, so be sure to be here. Until then, keep writing. I love you guys, and we will see you then. Good night, everybody. Alpha. As it is written, it it be the first chapter. I call it life. Beautiful as it is, and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just just hoping. Nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace. Try not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. life. <laughs> yeah. I saw her sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing. To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sitting, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like, like looking at the river now because, because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. And, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing, admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her, her smile was so intoxicating. Her, her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight free base. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder, who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like dance. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? I say sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder, does she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, 
peeking, she's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking, every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin, like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in, I wish it was me that she was sipping, should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing, See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. I see you. Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, ah, uh, you and I were meant to be. You are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me. To a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down. Making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh. The way your chest feels against my chest. The way we pause, we take deep breaths. Deep, deep, deep breaths. Just the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want a smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that. This is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just... Just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? 
this be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had on lying across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. Got to have it like that Spike Lee joint Y'all I need You see I, I need it y'all I, I need it in the worst way Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean Look look at me y'all she, she got me shaking She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love Making I'm going through withdrawal From the lack of it all From the lack of her kiss From the lack of her touch From the lack of her love that I miss Oh so much And she just left this homeboy alone like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. I do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. <laughs> See, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just Trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See yeah. <laughs> Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death, until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty. And her brains and her amazing smile, man, she, ah, oh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. 
when I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She, she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> are we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like, like two people lost in the wilderness. Like, like two people stranded at sea. You see, we, oh man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must, must look like. And it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Because now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace. Trying not to lose the race of every day. Of every day. Of every day life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just part of life. 